Yo, welcome to the Transparent Dad Podcast, the show where we dive deep into the heart of fatherhood and explore ways to bridge the generational gap for the fatherless generation. I'm your host, Desmond, and I'm excited to embark on this journey with you as we uncover insights, share stories, and engage in meaningful conversations. Whether you're a dad, a father figure, or someone looking to understand the impact of fatherlessness, this podcast is here to provide transparency, guidance, and a sense of community. So let's dive in and explore how we can reshape the narrative and create a stronger foundation for the generations to come. All right, so today we are, uh, of course, going to embark on part two of the journey. Um, Last week, we talked about breaking down bias barriers that fathers um, often encounter. And so uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk through part two. Uh, just as a quick recap, um, our goal through this conversation is really just to help dads evolve, right? We're trying to help um, identify some of those biases that still pers- that still show up in our environments. Uh, so let's talk through the first five tips that we talked about, which was challenge the stereotypes, share responsibilities equally, be present in school and activities, express emotional e- emotions freely. Um, and then we also talked about listen and learn from other dads. So when we talked about challenging the stereotypes, that means, hey, we're breaking the barriers and we're saying it's OK to be um, to break past the traditions. Right. It's OK to uh, to look through life through a different lens and to um, even look at disciplinary different, looking at how we uh, interact with our kids and how we communicate with our kids. Uh, sharing the responsibilities equally. That was all about just, of course, talking through um, the responsibilities that you have at the home, embracing the change, embracing the fact that, hey, mom may work a little bit later on the evening, so you don't have to pick up the slack. Um, being present in school and activities, that means not just showing up for the games, but showing up everywhere else in the school as well. Making sure that your children know that you're there and that you care. Being um, expressing those emotions freely. Hey, if you're on this podcast, I'm just going to say it real. You're transparent, transparent with your thoughts, transparent with how you feel. And so I'm just going to encourage you to just make sure that, hey, every day you're expressing how you really feel, not just to um, your not just to your spouse, but also to to your kids. They need to see and they need to know. Now, what that means is make sure that you're not reacting, but you're being proactive. And then lastly. Find yourself a main group. Find yourself a group of dads that you can connect with. So let's talk through these next five. And I'm just going to jump right in because I care um, about your time. But at the same time, I want to make sure that we are embracing uh, what's what's critical. So um, number six out of our lineup of 10 is advocate for inclusive workplaces. So so dads, this is something that's super important because Oftentimes we we think, man, being a dad and being a father happens just here at home. But that's not always the case. When you when you became a father, when you became a father figure, you also became a father and a father figure outside of your home. And that means that your job must respect that you're a dad. And your, your environments that you go into, whether it is in a business meeting for as an entrepreneur, if, whether you are walking into a corporate America, whether you're being just working an everyday job, it doesn't matter what it is. You must always push to say, hey, I want to break the barrier that women are only the pa- or women are the only parents. Men are, too. 
Let me just say <laughs> men are too. And so you must also include and make sure that you're creating um, and fighting for inclusive work within the workspace. You're, you're making, you must say, Hey, I need work-life balance too. I can't work forever for someone else and don't work at all for my family. Let me say it again. I can't work forever for someone else and don't have enough energy to work for my family. What that means is that you, you go to work and yes, that's for your family, but your family needs to see you. They need to experience you. They need to be able to laugh with you. They need to be able to joke with you. It can't be just uh, when you're going to bed and when they're going to school. It has to be that moment that they're able to experience you all the way through. So I want you to take a look at the policies. I want you to make sure that those accommodations are fatherhood friendly. Think through that, you know, challenge them, ask questions, ask why. Be like your five-year-old, be like your three-year-old. Ask the question, why? Why is this like this? And if it, I'm not saying, say, hey, I want to be, I want everything, but figure out what matters the most. So one of the things that I really loved about uh, my job was having uh, the ability to bond with my child equally like my wife did. What I really enjoyed was saying, hey, not only did they have maternity leave, but they had paternity leave. I've talked to too many dads that said I had to burn all of my vacation and sick time just to get three weeks with my kid. That hurt. That hurts a lot because they don't get to experience the newness. And that's why you have so many dads who actually start experiencing that newness four months in. And they're like, I can't do this. I'm out. And so in order for that to be prevented, you have to work hard to say, I want inclusivity all the way around the same way we fight for inclusivity for um, for our rights as as African-Americans, as Caucasians, as Hispanics, as Asian, whatever your race is. That's the same way you should write for fight for inclusivity as a father. That same energy, that same flex that you're putting on to say, I want more money. You should also put on that same flex to say, I want to be looked at as a father, not just as a man. Embrace and vulnerability. Yo, vulnerability is a strength. That's number seven. Vulnerability is a strength. You got to embrace it. And the way that we do that, um, we have to just show that it's okay to make mistakes. We got to show our children that we can learn from those mistakes. And, and it can't always be the fact that you're the superhero at the end. <laughs> My pastor said that the other day. He said, when you tell a story, you can't always win. You got to show I messed up. You got to show that this is how I learned from my mistake, but I messed up. You, you have to demand the unwavering uh, thought of being perfect. You, 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 you have to say, it's okay that you're not perfect because I'm not perfect. So your children have to know that they can make a mistake and they can also be forgiven. The bias that is typically said is that you must be perfect. And as a father, that we're always striving for them to be perfect. We're not striving for perfection. We're just striving for godliness. What we're striving for is that they love and they they care and they have um, compassion and they have uh, the understanding of what it means to, to, to be responsible. But it doesn't mean that you're going to get it right all the time. If that's the case, then they would be named Jesus. Not Jesus, but they would be Jesus. And guess what? Even Jesus had a moment in which he looked into the cup and said, mm, God, I, 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 if you if you could or if it's your will for this cup, to, you know what? 
not my will, but your will be done. So if Jesus can even have that moment of stuttering and, and that moment of rethought and saying, eh, do I have to go through this? So can your kids. So can you. Now, the moment that we don't get to do is we don't get to back out. And so the same way that Jesus said, not my will, your will be done. That's the same way you must go into fatherhood. Not my will, not my flesh, but God's will be done. And that will is to say that I'm going to be present in every area and I may not be perfect and it's okay to be vulnerable. Number eight, educate and empower your children. Hey, look at everything around your kids and ask yourself what's empowering them. What has the most influence over your child? Is it PJ Mask? Right now, Gabby Dollhouse has the most influence over my daughter. And so when I'm when I'm looking at empowering, I gotta sit down and figure out why. When I'm when I'm looking at trying to build lessons, I have to show them what is to be taken away, not just the entertainment. You have to make sure that you're instilling values early within your children. We're equipping our children to challenge and challenge all the biases that may come upon them. Conversations that we start to have um, with, with, with our son is real, real conversations about being an African-American male. And it's not always about the fact that people won't like you. It's also the fact that you are created on purpose and for purpose. It's also the fact that you're better than just in sports, but you're also uh, smart and you're brilliant and you can do all things through Christ who's strengthening you. That means you must have a foundation. We're, 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 we're embracing the idea that, guess what? You can be better than what anyone else could ever tell you you can be. Think highly of yourself. Ways you do that, set up affirmations. Repeat those affirmations with your kids every single day. Ways you can do that is saying, hey, I'm going to um, maybe go on daily walks with the kids or I'm going to sit around the kitchen table and we're going to talk about what they did today and figure out the corrective areas that where we need to correct, whatever it is. All you must do is make sure that you're empowering them because when you empower them, it kind of goes with number, number nine of celebrating the individuality. Let's let me say this is that your children are a reflection of you, but at the same time, it doesn't mean they they have to be just like you. Your children are to reflect your habits and that you hopefully your habits are good habits and habits that should be reflectable. But in, in reflecting these habits, we are striving to make sure that we're celebrating the individuality celebrating their wins, celebrating that they have their own mind, celebrating what they want to do. So one of the things that we do is we we offer our children opportunities and we say, hey, do you want to play basketball? Do you want to play soccer? Do you want to go to um, coding camp? Do you want to learn Spanish? Do you want to play this instrument? We offer them a variety of things and say, figure it out. And what one of the things some of our children do, they say, well, daddy, mommy, what, what do you think? And we say, well, what do you think? What do you like? Answer the question with the question. Because when they make their decision, you get to celebrate it. You get to say, oh, I like that. Let's try it out. Let's see how it is. Same way with food. Trust me, my daughter is dang near vegan. 
she's she's not one who eats uh eats any really red meat or she she's not a big fan of like chicken and i i i kind of take it on myself because when we were um having her i was dang near vegan so i think a lot of the foods that my wife was cooking was um pretty much what i was eating and so uh, i think that may be a part of it but at the same time i celebrate those moments why because i know that she's going to get her fruits i know she's going to get her vegetables i know that she's going to um be her own self and she doesn't have to sit at a table and and look at everyone else and eat what everyone else eats but she can embrace who she is my son guess what i was like hey kid you want to play football and he was like no absolutely not because people get hurt and i said is that your reason he said yeah and i was like okay a couple months later we he starts um his school and he's like hey dad i was like yeah man he's like all my friends at school are playing football i was like oh cool you want to play he said no and I'm thinking he's going to say, yeah, I want to play because they're playing. He said, no, I want to play basketball and soccer. And I had to celebrate that moment. Why? Because he made a choice at that moment in that day to say he wanted to be who he was, not who everyone else was. Number 10, honestly, this is wraps all of them up. It's leading by example. And family, when we're leading by example, what we're doing is we are truly transforming all these other bias barriers what we're doing is we're embracing the fact that uh there's going to be some some differences and it's okay to be different you know ultimately we're breaking the bias the barriers um the bias barriers we're, we're, we're saying that hey i'm going to be better than what the world says i can be you know really when you look at um, leading by example, you're really saying that, hey, I'm going to be a modeling citizen in my community. I'm going to ensure that uh, the actions that I put on reflect the idea of individuality. When it's all said and done, fellas, our goal is just to keep growing. Our goal is to make sure that our children know we're present. And so uh, I just want to go over the last six that we covered today. And then I'm going to give you a quick recap again of the other five. And we, we're going to just going to keep trying to put these to practice. We're not practicing to be perfect. We're practicing uh, to, to be better. <laughs> you know, you, you know, it, it's one of those situations that we're not going to ever be perfect. So we have to understand that I'm just going to make a step to get better. So remember, number six was advocate for inclusive workplaces. Embracing the vulnerability was number seven. Number eight was educate and empower your children. Number nine, celebrate individuality. And number 10, lead by example. One through five was simple. Challenge the stereotypes, share responsibilities equally, be present in school activities, express emotional free emotions freely, and listen and learn from other dads. In other words, find yourself a community. Welcome to our community. The Transparent Dad Podcast. Remember, every story shared, every insight uncovered brings us one step closer to reducing the generational gap and creating a world where fatherhood is a source of strength and guidance. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for upcoming episodes filled with inspiring stories and practical advice. Until next time, stay open, stay engaged, and keep building those transparent connections. Love y'all.